Quiet on the set. Action. Welcome everyone to Hot Chocolate Media's Movie Machine Podcast, where I gather three Hollywood elites together to make a movie based on a random prompt from the internet. I am joined by three illustrious guests from the industry. We have Ben Lifson, our writer, who is the fourth wall grip on Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I have Jacob Gulliver, our director, who is the personal assistant to the three-boobed lady on Total Recall. And I have Ian Nystrom, who is Frank Stallone's life coach. Not not Sylvester's, his less talented brother. Cause he honestly, I, I tried my best. Yeah, he, he needs a life coach. Just for um, clarification, I was the assistant to the Three Boob Lady and Total Recall for both the original and the remake. Yes. So, because, I mean, why change course? You can't, you can't fix I mean, perfection, man. No, exactly. It doesn't work. All right, so... We will have three minutes each to start here. The theme of your story is a weird quest. The main characters are a newlywed queen and a conceited ranger. The major event of the story is insight. When you're making a sequel to a series like B-Movie, you have to take some risks from the original source material. It's been like 10 years since the original movie came out. so. We're going to have the Queen Bee, obviously. Um, have it be the love interest from the first film. You don't even need to have Seinfeld in it. You know, completely different story, but you pull in the old audience. So, yeah. So the Queen and Buddy, I think his name was, from the original. You know, they're newlyweds. They've gotten married over the past ten years since the original. And uh, But a ranger, um, since they're in, you know, a natural preserve, wants to get rid of all the bees. Because, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's driving away all the attention from... You know the preserve, so or the a Yellowstone. What's and, called? and naturalists just hate bees. Yeah, exactly. You know they're scaring away all the tourists. So um, he needs to go. Queen hears a legend about a way to make humans subservient to bees. It's an ancient orb, you know, in like a faraway land. So they go on this mystical quest to learn. You know the true nature of um, reality. You know we'll have it sort of be Wizard of Oz ish. They meet cast of animal characters on the way, and I think uh, at the very as they go through it, um, they'll realize though that humans are naturally subservient to love. So that's there'll be that real thing is you know the the bees and the bee queen and everyone they've all been you know serving the queen out of fear, but it's about learning that they need to learn to love one another that will really help them connect with everyone else. And I think when they come back, everyone will... I think it'll be really touching. You know what I mean? You got a title for your movie? Yeah, Beyond. All right. Anything else? No. All right. So our director, Jacob, you have a script for Beyond, a romp about a bee queen and a park ranger helping her find out animals are great. Does that sound right, writer? Yeah. All right. So, you, you got three minutes. How do you make this magic? Well, I'm really hoping that the Korean animators can really salvage this one for me, but I'm, I'm going to give it the old 
you know, college try, as they say. So the the main character in first B movies, Barry B. Benson. Um, we're we are going to bring him back. I I would like to get Jerry Seinfeld if we can. I know he's expensive, but that would be a great selling point for this movie, given that there aren't a whole lot of them right now. Um, we're gonna we're not going to get Renee Zellweger for the the love interest again. Uh, their relationship is dissolved. And that could be like a fun conflict point. However, uh, Vanessa's boyfriend Ken, who is in the the original movie. Uh, is going to have mellowed out, and he's going to be this park ranger. He's played by Patrick Warburton. He's very cheap, but wonderful, and he has the best voice ever. So we can just bring him in whenever, and he'll just sound amazing no matter what. It's just beautiful. So that's that's going to work okay. If we can get a couple big names attached, we can get some you know funny voices in there. That will draw people in. What I would like to do is kind of change the theme, change the story around a little bit. The first movie was kind of about, like, discovering love and, like, breaking down boundaries, which is great. We don't really need to try and do that again. I think this should be, like, an adventure with Barry and Ken. Um, maybe that, like, the, the bees in the, this national park where he is are, are dying off. And they're, you know, going on this kind of, like, wacky buddy adventure to, you know, stop the bees from dying off or try and figure out what the source is. There can be maybe, like, a... a a company that's um, you know spraying an illegal pesticide in the, um, the the area for some kind of benefit. I don't know, writer, you got to handle this for me. I'm just trying to get something together that I can I can show to the studio before we get this done. So maybe there's this evil company and we can get you know somebody with kind of a, a grumpy face, maybe like a Peter Weller or something to voice the the bad guy, the head of this company. It's doing some illegal stuff. So I want them to go on these like adventures to the National Park. We can maybe get some money from like National Park Service. Maybe they'll help us, um, you know, promote tourism if we can get the, the environment shown in a nice, cool, exciting, fun way, get kids to go outdoors, showcase like natural landscapes that the, the world has, while also kind of paying tribute to this earlier movie, which doesn't really connect a whole lot, but it has a couple of the characters that we like and are, are pretty great, so we can do that. The other thing that we need to do is start pretty early with marketing if we're going to get stuff to work. I'll kind of leave that up to producer here, but what I think will get people to like this movie is showing... All the kids' movies right now are just kind of really, really dense, really, really just thick, unable to digest, and we need something that's just fun and joyful and doesn't have to be complicated. That's what I think. All right, so producer... We have B-Movie 2, Beyond, or Beyond a B-Movie sequel. Your marketing department hasn't figured that out yet. It is an animated sequel to the 2010? 2007. Wow. Whatever the opposite. Feels like just yesterday. It feels like the opposite of whatever striking while the iron is hot is, is what this sequel is. You've got Patrick Warburton added on the cast. Who was your female lead? Did you cast one? No. No. So there's, it's just Patrick Warburton and, and Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld. So Seinfeld fans will dig that because they're both, you know, Patrick Warburton played Jerry Seinfeld's mechanic in Seinfeld. So you got that going for you. What's your budget? Well, okay, guys. Well, first of all, I've got some bad news. And that is everybody hated the movie. <laughs> what? Well. Gasp. <laughs> Seinfeld okay. so so okay, yeah, so Chris I, Rock in it too. Didn't so it? so I so I talked to Mr. Seinfeld. Um, he is currently in the process of pretending that B movie never happened. So I went and I talked to his lawyers. They are currently trying to do their best to erase 
any trace of B-movie from existence. So it might be hard to... So we're thinking that it might be a little bit difficult to secure the rights to that. So we might uh, try to distance it from it being a B-movie sequel. And, uh, you know, and like I said, when I talked to Mr. Seinville, he said, B-movie? Never heard of it. I don't know that that is a thing that exists. Please get off my car. <laughs> What were you doing on his car? Well, well he, I had to track him down while he was doing his convenience yeah, yeah. coffee. That's like, his that's like the only time that you can it's basically really track all him down his right now. Cause he Is doesn't that make... why there's that weird blackout in his Zach Galifianakis episode? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, anyway. Also, we're talking, uh, the studio doesn't really know if they want to put in the budget for an animated film. Just too time intensive, you need to do a lot of overseas coordination. It just doesn't sound like it's really going to happen this time. We do, however, have a great contact with a beekeeper. He's actually a friend of my gardeners. He, he can get us all the bees we want for the shoots whenever we need them. So we... We've got the bees on lockdown. All that's left is really to secure some other name actors. Uh, the studio, they're really kind of skeptical about this. We're only looking at maybe 35 million right now. So we're going to have to find some actors that will work pretty cheap. Patrick Warburton will work yeah, Patrick Warburton is doing a, sloppy he's, sitcoms now. He is 100% on board. Uh, totally 100% will do whatever we want. Uh, it was actually really hard to get him out of my office the other day. He just sounded like he just really needed a friend. But anyway, yeah, so we're good to go there. So there's going to be some pretty major rewrites. Going to have to lose the whole animated focus, figure out a way to cast this in a way. And also the natural parks will appreciate them actually being shown as opposed to being sloppily animated. Because they would have been sloppily because we have no budget. Anyway, keep going. All right, so writer Ben, you've got some revisions. I think you were envisioning this as an animated movie. It's now a live-action movie with a $35 million budget starring actual bees. So how are you going to go... Are you going to go apiarist on this film, or what? So I feel like um, the main revision was that I need to completely start over, which... Okay, I, 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 can, I can take that. No, same script, so, just not animated, no Jerry Seinfeld. Right. Now, see, I'm not a director, but I feel like... Bees are hard to train, so you'd be surprised. Some of the uh, stunts and you know the big you know kid movie fly through cam shot uh, that whole mystical flying scene might not work as well. So I'm thinking let's really uh, focus more on the evil ranger. You know let's have a few more live action human scenes. You know what I just so we don't have to film as when, many. When did the ranger become evil? Ooh, the park service might not like that. Oh. Or the guy who wants to kill all the bees. You know what I mean? Yeah. Peter um, Weller. Right. Exactly. Let's, uh, you know, we can show, you know, he has an extreme bee allergy and he wants to never um, you know, have to deal with bees again. So he wants to wipe out all bees in general. So I think we can, um, you know, really show him as a really awful person. I think to make things a bit easier, I think we want to have, like, maybe just we'll have all the bees. Like, so they're going to go in a bunch of swarms so people won't pay as much attention to, you know, what individual bees are doing. So, you know, there's going to be a lot more, I guess we'll call them the bee soldiers, you know, and they're super loyal to the queen. You know, it, it's her army and, you know, she's really leading her army out on this journey. Um, you know, some of the bees aren't going to make it back. We can throw in a few Finding Nemo-esque traps or, you know, situations that are going to take them out in the natural world you know, bee predators, that sort of thing. And I think 
basically we can keep everything else the same from there on out. Anything else you want to add? You have a name for the, for oh, the right. bad guy character and a name for the ranger? Well, the ranger is um, Mr. Tip because he has a hat, so that'll be funny. <laughs> and uh, the evil company will be Oxman Warbucks. Okay. So, director, the studio has sent the film back. The, <laughs> the scriptwriter has written our, another draft of the script, and you're pretty sure you saw tears at some point on some of the pages. And you have multiple hives of highly trained bees. Uh, highly trained I'm, is questionable. I am, uh, I am shedding some tears of my own because I am covered in bee stings. <laughs> I thank the good Lord that I am not allergic. Uh, these these sets have been difficult, let me tell you. Uh, however, in my near comatose state at the end of uh, day four of filming, I think I figured out a way for us to to fix this movie to get it back on track again, and that is 1990s nostalgia factor. We're gonna like we can completely distance ourselves from B movie. That's fine. I'm all on board with that idea. Let me tell you, what we're gonna do is we're gonna make this like. Uh, a goofy like satire or parody of like the mid 90s awkward you know kids on an adventure type movie so stuff like you know skateboard kid and kazam and kid in king arthur's court you know home alone and those kind of things uh we could do all great movies yeah we could do that kind of a thing just as like a, a satire where it's like patrick warburton and his bee buddy and they're gonna go on this adventure and save all the bees um, from Peter Weller. This is great that we get live action Peter Weller. Peter Weller is makes a very scary bad guy yeah, in real life. Almost robotic. He is haunting. And when he's got some bee stings on him, he's more haunting. We're going to make this a fun adventure movie and this is going to be um, we're just going to amp up that like 90s nostalgia factor. We're going to get like cameos from uh, Vanilla Ice, uh, MC Hammer, and uh, Millie Vanilli. They're going to show up in the movie. They never actually made music. Well, true. Well, they wanted this movie either. So. They could just like show up and like wave or something. Whatever, doesn't matter. We're gonna like tap into that like really strong '90s nostalgia. We're gonna shoot this on film, candy-colored lighting. It's gonna be just uh, silly fun, and the kids are gonna love it. So I think I think we've got a, a good direction to go here. Now, you mentioned there was a bee queen that we're adding in as like a character. Well, the bee queen was there in the original draft. Okay, so we need a character for that. We need a, an actress for that. I'm going to cast Lauren Lapkus. She's, like, funny, she's silly, and she can do this thing. She's also not, like, super famous, so we can get her for, for fairly cheap. We're going to change the uh, bad guy's company to Oxman Industrial, because that sounds a little bit more scary. And he could be, like, doing very blatant dumping of chemicals into the, the national parks, so we can get, like, you know, kids excited about preserving nature and preserving bees, but also in, like, you know, a fun, campy way that's sort of a parody of itself. So it'll be very, very memorable, and those ideas will stick with people. Um, and then the, the very last thing that I want to adjust uh, is going to be the title. We really need a better title than the one that we had. Um, <clears throat> and I think we're just going to call it Bee Venture. All right. So, producer Ian, you have Bee Venture. A lot of footage has already been shot. You may have lost a PA or four who forgot their EpiPens. Uh, well, they're so expensive now. I know. So we tried to save them. Yeah, Patrick Warburton. We only had their five million dollars. We couldn't Peter afford Weller that. Man. And was Anna Lapkus? 
Lauren Lapkus. Lauren Lapkus. All right, so you feel your movie's on the way to making money? I'm loving it. See, this is why you guys are the artists. I mean, I, I really, I, you know, I just have to give you guys all the credit because this is, this is fantastic. You responded very well to everything that we've thrown at you here. So this is a little bit unprecedented, but um, Jimmy, our beekeeper, it has, it has some notes that he wants to go through. And um, guys, let me tell you, my office is full of bees, so we, we really gotta take these notes seriously. Okay, so uh, Jimmy, Jimmy's daughter is kind of an incredible talent, and he, he really would like us to showcase, oh god, what is, what is this? Oh, um, it seems that he's, she's got a little tap dance routine he'd really like us to showcase, and guys, I cannot stress how many bees are in my office right now, so I really need you guys to make this happen. Guys, there are just so many bees. They're, they don't have anything. I understand how you feel. They're in the Rolodex, guys. Okay, so... You still have a Rolodex? Yeah, it's a good reason to get rid of the Rolodex and use a computer like a goddamn millennial. I'm busy, man. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay, you so... You Dino De Laurentiis' phone number in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Okay, so... Tap Dancing Daughter aside, love everything. You just need to add that in. Just a little quick caveat. It'll be perfect. It'll be great. Uh, the Mark D teams are doing a great job. They're really getting this, the 100th anniversary, 100th, 125th, whatever anniversary of the Park Service is on right now. They are really big into pushing this kind of public awareness of the national parks. They really love our environmental message. And so the Park Service is really on board with this. I think we can get another 10 million just for some nice drone shots of just over the national parks get a lot of really good big aerial vistas, you know, and that'll just be lovely. The Park Service will love it. And, uh, yeah, it'll sell our environmental message. People go to see the movie just because of how beautiful it is. Some people walk away from the film won't even care what it was about because they'll be like, oh, man, look at how wonderful it was to see our national parks and all these great things. And God, do I love bees. I love bees so much, guys. Don't don't tell Jimmy that I, love, that I hate bees. He's... There's so many bees. The bees. You could call from another room. The bees are on the mob. Can't get out of the room. Got me trapped in here, guys. All right, so we seem to have lost connection with the producer. We'll have Animal Control take a look out for him. But anyway, taking the data from this film. Now I've entered in our brand new hydraulic-powered movie machine. I'm going to prime the pump here. And then just release all the water to see what happens. So... All right, the movie machine's confused. And so are audiences. So audiences go to see the movie because the trailer was very pretty with lots of great cinematography and beautiful shots of national parks. And then we go see the movie, they see a seven minute scene of a slightly chubby but enthusiastic girl doing a tap dance. And Patrick Warburton trapes around on screen. Meanwhile, they're like, what happened to our nature film? We just want to see nature and bees and flowers. There, there's pretty shots of all these things. Why are we trying to shove a story in this? Why can't Morgan Freeman just narrate this and we can be over with it? But no, it's very weird. It, it completely bombs in the box office, but it sees Second Life as fan edits. Online have created two YouTube videos. One is just the straight nature video that everyone wanted. And of course, they couldn't actually get Morgan Freeman for YouTube videos, so the Chocolate Rain guy... Tay Tayzonde, yeah, he, he revives his career a little bit, you know, brings it, brings the world back to 2009 when he was king of the internet, and he narrates bees. That's all it's called, is bees. And it does really well. And then the other 
edit is an edit edit of the Nicolas Cage Wicker Man along with all the Patrick Warburton footage together. Um, but just just the B parts of the Wicker Man with all of Patrick Warburton's parts from your movie. And it becomes this great parody thing. Uh, Conan O'Brien, his show, every once in a while, will just pull a lever and they'll just show a clip of this. Just, just as fun because they don't have to get rights for it because it's a YouTube video and they don't like you guys anyway. And, and that's where it's at. You become a weird internet phenomenon, but you don't actually make any money. So with that... In mind, writer, you have two minutes to try and make changes to try and salvage this or embrace your fate of internet fame. Well, two things. First off, slight problem I noticed, I think, with the other two. So with the other two revisions rounds, um, I was actually snorting a bunch of coke. So I decided to try a version where I didn't do that. And, uh, you know, I got some different results this time. So first off, you know, I think that we need to be more explicit about what we're trying to do. Um, you know, we were trying to do the 90s thing. Apparently, people don't get that. So let's go even more 90s, okay? So first off, we're going to have the rapping bees scenes. Um, we're going to have, like, I think three. Um, you know, Patrick Warburton will get a rap. Uh, bees will get a rap. Are they going to play um, pogs while they do it? Um, bees can't play pogs. But um, we can work that in, and uh, I don't know. Let's uh, you know the tap the tap dancing girl. I'm sure she can rap too. You know anyone can rap. You just gotta talk to a beat. So uh, we'll get get that in there. Um, hope maybe one of those in the trailers people know that they're getting a '90s movie and they're not coming for a nature film. Who would want to see a nature film about bees? They're boring. Okay. Next, the park ranger is going to be a skateboarder, you know, and he will work that into his, like, career, you know, as a park ranger, you know, he's the cool park ranger, you know, he sees a litterer and, you know, he does a half pipe up to the litterer and says, hey, stop being a litter bug and let the regular bugs live in peace, brah, or something like that. And then skateboards off, does a grind down like a, I don't know, a naturally forming rail <laughs> in the park ranger or park. So we're going to do that. Um, and I think that if the movie machine had gotten that, we would have gotten very different results. All right. So, director, your, your film has not been well-received as is, but you have a chance to fix it. All uh, is not lost. So here's the thing. Uh, when the, the bees started taking over the studio, I, I had to lock myself in the editing suite. So I actually haven't gotten any of the notes from the writer yet because I can't access that mailbox. Uh, I'm kind of afraid to leave the editing studio, which thankfully has been sealed. It's well ventilated. He's so locked in the 90s, he sent like regular mail instead of email. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, also, there's no internet connection in the editing studio because why would you want to be on Facebook when you're editing? Whatever. So, what, what I'm going to do, I think, is like amp up like the nature thing since people seem to like the nature thing and we're gonna make it like a little bit more serious like drop drop the corny a little bit and get make the message a little stronger about the national parks being great we'll have like you know some kind of fun b bits for the kids but it'll mostly be like patrick warburton takes you through the national parks and kind of goes on a fun adventure we'll still tap into kind of like the goofy 90s nostalgia just to, and have some celebrity cameos because hey they're cheap and you know people like that kind of stuff in the movie but we definitely want to emphasize the parts of the movie that people liked, and if it's parks, we should do that. That's what I'm thinking. The other thing that I would like to do, I didn't mention it before, but there's two more people we need to get in this movie. They are Salt and Peppa. Uh, I think we can we can try and squeeze a little bit you know, more money out of this in the back end. We could have them drinking like uh, some Sunny D or Capri Sun in the National Park. That would be 
pretty good. Maybe get a, squeeze a few more dollars out of that. I haven't heard from the producer for a while, so I'm just kind of assuming he's dead. You know, I, I figure I better throw something in there in case we, you know, we need it and he's not available to, to help out with that. I am a little disappointed that people didn't like watching Peter Weller be a cartoony asshole because I, I personally think that would make an amazing movie. So regardless of what people do, I'm going to keep all that footage for myself. Maybe I can work it into another movie later. But if people didn't like that, then okay, we'll cut them out. All right, uh, producer, are, are you there? I have become one with the hive minds. All glory for the queen. We live to serve, gather pollen, nectar, protect the hive, feed the swarm, all glory to the queen. Is that still Laura Mapkiss, or is this a different queen? Uh, are you alright? Uh, gather, protect uh, the hive. Do you have any ideas on how to make your movie make more money? Are you, are you all right? You, you need us to call somebody? Just like a cup of sugar water or something? Tell my wife I love her. All right, well, um, I think that's all we're gonna get from our producer. <laughs> I hope he's okay. That's tragic. Well, with the changes made, focusing on the nature show, and still no one understands like the devotion to the 90s. But the cool thing is Salt and Pepper are all about Peppa. Peppa reviving their career and they release a, a new version of Push It Real Good with all the bump 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 parts replaced by bee buzzing. Yes. And and it's it actually goes viral, the music video for it, because uh, it's salt and pepper and bee costumes on stage. With the chocolate ring guy actually helping them playing the beats in the back. He just has a synthesizer keyed up with bee buzzes and he plays it live with a pair of antenna he's wearing and that becomes a big hit. Um, you still don't really make much money of it, but you don't actually ruin the national park system. Uh, Congress, with the first cut of the movie, Congress was actually pushing through a bill to defund the entire park system because their involvement with this movie. But with the changes you make, that makes Congress focus on something else important, like steroids and baseball or something. And, you know, so, yeah, you didn't ruin the park system. There we have it, folks. What did we call this? Beventure. Beventure. It's like adventure, but yeah, one yeah. more letter on it. Yeah, no, I, I'm totally tracking there. And it's yeah. also similar to... The name of the insect bee. Collect pollen! In indeed. Oh my god. I hope our producer's okay, but we're going to leave you with one word of wisdom from our patron saint of the movie, movie machine, Guy Fieri. Don't worry about this petite dancer's figure. I can go all out when it's chicken and dumpling time. <laughs>